Support for this video is brought to you by Manscaped. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code LJTV at manscaped.com. Yes, people, welcome back to Lee Judges TV. Before we start, make sure you go over to manscaped.com. Use the code for 20% off LJTV, Lawmar 4.0. Myself, KC, Lee Judges and Skegness Dave have all got one. And I must say, it is fantastic when you put it to use. And Lee Judges has just said that it smells very nice. When he does that, KC, when he does that smell, you just can't help but laugh, really, can you? Oh, it just, it, it just winds me up, man. It gets me going, i got to tell you that much. But he's, <laughs> he's so funny. But no, I'm he good. I'm funny. good, thanks, Dad. I'm good, man. Good stuff. Thanks for jumping on, man. We, we've got no lead judges tonight until a bit later. He reckons he's going to jump on. Um, do you know what? I don't know if to call this show the Late Late Show from now on or Wish You Were Here, Casey. Do you wish know what I mean? Wish You Were like, Here, I think. <laughs> it's unbelievable. More like I Wish You Were Here, Dad, I'm telling you. More like that. It's, it's supposed to be Lee Judge's TV, but he just makes an appearance as and when, Lee, now. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, the way it is. Yeah. So, uh, wow. But it's all good, man. Listen, Casey, let's uh, let's get into it. We're going to mention last night. We've got to mention last night. And we're going to talk a little bit about Villa coming up on the weekend as well. So we're going to do a little bit of an ask the with and win today and talk a little bit about the past and the, uh, the next game. But last night, Casey, I must admit, I got to halftime and my thoughts were this. I'm all right. I'm all right. The performance is there. The kids are playing for the shirt. We're looking like we can handle Liverpool currently. And for me, it was all about key moments. And sometimes it is fine margins in football. And I know that last night's result doesn't define top four for Arsenal, but it certainly was going to show where we were or the progress that we've had in the last few games against him. So this is what I thought. There was a key moment. Thiago passes the ball, goes to Lacazette. Lacazette, in my opinion, does the right thing. A lot of people saying he should have just rounded the keeper and squared it. For me, I think that was a bit of an ask. So he's put it back to Erdegaard, and Erdegaard needs to hit that first time. The, the, the time that he takes that touch, for me, is just too late. And then, of course, we know what happens after that. They go up the bloody other end and score. And I think the reason I brought that up first of all, Casey, is because it was the moment of the game that I think completely changed. So I want to ask you for your thoughts on last night's game and how key that moment was for you, mate. Yeah, look, um, Dan, considering the way we played in the first half, considering we had... We were better than Liverpool up until a certain point. Right, we were better than Liverpool. The way we progressed the ball, etc., it was excellent. But when you're playing high-level games, it does come down to key moments the chances. Because if we go one nil up, Liverpool then have to throw caution to the wind a lot more, and that opens the game up more that we could penetrate. The fact of the matter is, we have a great chance. Yeah, Laka could have tried to go around him. And the, the, if, he done, if he didn't score, then you know what they're going to say. Why didn't he just pass it to Erdegaard? You know, so you, you can't win sometimes. Erdegaard steadies himself to take a shot, which, look, you know, being in the stand, Dan, trust me, being yeah. in the stand, it's easy to say, just do it first time. But just he wanted to make yeah. he just tried to make sure, do you know what I mean? And you know what? It was a fantastic save because it was going up past him here. And he kind of gets his arm up and, and, and gets a diversion. 
Dan, here's what I'm going to say. For all of our good play, we don't hurt the big teams enough. That's why we're desperate for a striker or two. 100%. That really, that really is. And it was, do you know what? It was so apparent last night. All of our approach play defensively, we were decent. Midfield, we were decent. But that it's that last third. That last third. That that's why you pay them boys the big money, Dan, who wear the big the, the, the number nine and, and and stuff, who get the goals. They make a difference in that game. And then you see, mm. all of a sudden, you see Klopp think, right, do you know what? It's not working. Mane or, or Diaz and whoever come off, and I'm sending on Salah and all the... You know, once once they do that, they go 1-0. Once they do that, you know they're, they're, they're coming for your head. We yeah. don't have that firepower. When you think about it, Dan... We have a striker who is great at knitting everything together, but Lacazette isn't really the answer for the goal scoring. So we're relying on Martinelli, who was incredible last night. Saka, who weren't as good, but he's, he's up against Robertson, who's, who's he would ask you just as much questions going one way as yeah. you ask him going the other. Do you know what I mean? So that's what he was. And, and maybe an Erdegaard to try and chip in. We're not lethal enough yet. But that will come. We need to address that. Once we address that, it looks like we've got a foundation. Yeah, I think it's a great point. And I thought, although Lacazette pressing last night at times, I thought him and Erdegaard were kept very, very quiet. But let's be honest, a very good side, mate. I think we just have to sometimes accept it. I looked at it last night. I left the stadium, Casey, and a lot of people felt the same. This team are top quality. <laughs> they are. I look at Fabinho in midfield. I think what a player. Absolute machine of a midfielder. Thiago, we mentioned the mistake yet, yeah, but I thought he came into the game in his own in the second half. I thought he was outstanding. Henderson yeah. with that mentality and discipline was superb. And they didn't allow Martin Erdegaard to do what Martin Erdegaard does best. And against Watford and Leicester, we saw it. They did not give him a sniff. And I think you have to give credit to the midfield. The other place you need to give credit, you've mentioned it already, I thought Robertson was one of the best players on the pitch. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. And that's why Saka was, of course, quiet. Of course. But one player that we have to be positive about is Gabriel Martinelli. Now, I know that people were saying he's auditioning for Klopp and all this nonsense. I thought the guy was absolutely fantastic, Casey, weren't he? He was frightening at times, Dan. Look, we've seen um, Martinelli play in the last couple of games, scored a great goal at Watford, but he didn't have the best game. You know, he worked hard. What's one thing we know he does, he works hard. But last night, big game, well, it really mattered, didn't it? It really mattered. And sometimes, you know, we see Saka do it on the other side. This was the game where Martinelli really shone. He was outstanding. And, you know, people say that, you know, Trent Arnold should be, Alexander Trent Arnold should be England's right back, etc. Well, you know, he just got, he got destroyed last night, didn't he? He got destroyed. Again, if, if you can't capitalise on all that good play, Dan, sometimes it's in vain. But it wasn't in vain because we saw him emerge again last night into a, such a fine player. But that's on the left. People are telling me he's a number nine. No. Keep him on the left for now because that out-to-in run 
he's got it. He just needs to keep himself on side a couple more times. Yeah, and I, I really liked his performance. And like you mentioned there, there's some trickery. When he went through them, and I'm thinking, how he got, oh, he's still got it. How's he got that? And unfortunately, a big problem that you've picked up is no centre forward. And I think sometimes that is a typical example of where we are still falling short, Casey. When Martin then he does all the tricky work and he's trying to square it across and there's nobody there. And it was frustrating for me. But let's talk about another positive in the Arsenal performance I fought last night. Thomas Party. I don't know about UKC, but I thought he was great. And I looked at the anchor in that midfield now, and I do think that is now his position. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I, I do. Right now, yes. Yeah. Solely yeah. because we can't trust Zaka doing that. Because <laughs> yeah. he hasn't got the legs. Because he hasn't got the legs. He can't do that. And uh, technically, Zaka's good. But he doesn't. he can't manipulate it the way Thomas Partey can. So... You know, I think that he's made that position his own. Obviously, when we upgrade and we look to buy certain players, maybe in the summer, then somebody to go in there to release Partey or somebody in there with a bit of goal threat. Because you know what, Dan? We got no threat from we got no goal threat from midfield, really. Odegaard mm. had the chance, but Xhaka, you know, tried a couple of long shots got blocked, but there's no real threat. And that's what we need because sometimes we're going to have to rely on a midfielder to pop up with a goal for us, Dan. Do you think that'll be addressed in the summer as well? We talk about the number nine and I think we all agree that that's what we need and what we will probably get. Do you think there's going to be something upgraded in that centre midfield as well, Casey? I do. I think, if I'm honest with you, Dan, I think we need two two strikers, minimum. And we need... A couple of midfielders. I think we need mm, another agree. two. Um, El Nene's probably going to go as well. Who knows whether Xhaka's going to be there. But if players are going to leave, we're already quite short in there, yeah. Dan. We need to buy ready-made players who could hit the ground running. No messing around. There's no, oh, you know, he's going to take his time to, to bed himself in. No. We need to buy ready-made players who can come in that team and do a, do a do a job straight away, who carry that goal threat, who can, can play against the likes of Liverpool and Man City and cause them a problem. Not, oh, we don't even, we're not even worried about him. We need threats now. That's what we need because you see this Liverpool team, they've got threats coming from everywhere. That's what we need to be. Yeah, they do. And, and do you know what? You made a good point earlier about we don't really score goals from midfield, but actually neither do Liverpool. And I think that it was an interesting, I was having a chat with Grizz and he says, I know that you're not as quality as us. I get that. But I do see similarities in how you're playing at the moment to how Liverpool play because Lacazette is the kind of Bobby Firmino of old. You've got the Saka and Martinelli who were what Salah and Mane are in terms of their attributes, not how good they are in scoring goals-wise. Mm. In terms of their attributes, Martinelli does the little Mane thing where he likes to come inside. Saka's just all down that right-hand side looking threatening like Salah does. And then, of course, you've got the hard-working trio in midfield, which, of course, is Erdegaard, Party, and Shaka for us. And they've got... Uh, for um, Thiago, Fabinho, and of course Henderson. So I could kind of see where he was going with that. And they don't really score either. So I think where we need to improve is, of course, with our, uh, our, our centre forward, which is going to be key for us in the summer. And I think with a decent centre 
number nine. I don't want to slate Lacazette because I, I'm a big fan. I like what he brings to the side. But we need that next level, don't we? Yeah, that extra. Dan, look, I, I love Lacazette. I love what yeah. he brings to the t- to the team. And right now, he is in our football club. Right now, he is what we what we need. He is. But if we're going to move forward, and you see, we're starting to bridge that gap a little bit better. It's it's you know we're not getting trounced. We were well in the game. We had the opportunity. We didn't take it. Mm. But if we're going to move to that next level and be competing with these teams, because at the end of the day, Dan, nobody has a divine right to win. You have a divine mm-hmm. right to compete. That's what we should be doing. You need the killers. You need your strikers who could not only link the play. You need a striker who's going to cause a problem, who's going to outrun a Matip or, you know, jink past Van Dijk and score. We see City do it. You know, we see teams in the Champions League do it. And that's the levels we're, we're trying to hit. We're trying to hit that Champions League, top of the Premier League level, so we could be back in the mix. That's what we need. Yeah, 100% with you, mate. Let's go back to what happened last night in terms of Liverpool. Because although we made it difficult for them, they did get a breakthrough. We talked about the missed chance. It happens in football. Unfortunately, we didn't capitalise on it. Alisson makes a stave. Erdegaard gives him a bit of the chance by taking that touch to try in his mind make it certain. But unfortunately, it gave Alisson the chance. They go up the other end and score. Now, I was sitting in the North Bank. I'm in block five in the North Bank. And I said to my dad, how's that gone in? Because I looked at that, I didn't see it again until the replay. And I thought, that must have hit someone. It must have been a lucky bounce. But when I saw it again, maybe Ramsdale should have done better. What was your thoughts, Casey? Well, 100%. Look, any any goalkeeper who gets beat at his near post, Dan, it's it's not on. You know, it's not on. So, again... The, the pass, it was a good, it was a good, because they carry so much threat, Dan, mm. C- Cedric is trying to get out there to, he's thinking, he's thinking ahead. He's thinking, he's got it. If he's going to stick it out there, I'm going to get out there to close his touchdown. So that's why he shifts. And because he shifts, the ball gets played into Jota. The crazy thing is, at that angle, you're fancying Ramsdale. But yeah. his position, his position weren't right, Dan. That's all it is. His positioning weren't right. He left too much at that near post. And to be fair to Jota, he, he smashed it at that near post. Nine times out of ten, Ramsdale saves it. He he palms it into the into the back of the net. One nil. And then kind of the wind goes out the, 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 the ground a little bit because we're doing so well. Had, had them on the rack a little bit, but just couldn't get over the line. We couldn't score. And then they go and score. And then, you know, you look on the sideline, Dan, and you got, you got Salah and all them coming up. So you, that's the difference in strength from power. Mm. They've been there, seen it, done it. They've done the course and distance. And then, you know, their best player who, you know, has had half half a game, just over half a game off, they can bring a salary on. You know, it makes, yeah, it's it makes unbelievable. a huge difference. It's unbelievable It really power. does. It really is. I'm going to bring a super chat in that kind of leads into that nicely. Chaitanya, thanks so much for your super chat, mate. So this evening, disappointed despite playing well. I saw two teams yesterday, one competing for the title and one competing for top four. 
reset and focus on Villa now. Do we sometimes have to look at that, Casey, and think fair play? Chaitanya's got a great point there. They're going for the title. They're really buzzing for it. Obviously, we want the top four, but they know that they have to win this game last night more than Arsenal have to win it because they're going for that league title. And if they don't get that one point behind Man City, then, of course, there's going to be the jitters coming in for them. They're top quality. They brought on Mo Salah and Firmino. We brought on Nketiah and Pepe. That's the difference in class, isn't it, Casey? Do you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. you just have to accept that, don't you? Yeah. And and in, in the in the trajectory of things, they're, they're on a higher curve than we are because they've been at it longer than us. They've now, they've now got that feeling about their squad again. We're going for it, guys. Everybody's yeah. Been there, seen it, done it, bar Diaz. Diaz has come in and give them a little lift. And he's been good. Da, uh, Dan Jota. Jota's around now. Jota, what He wants a league title. They've got that feeling, the, the goalkeeper, the, the defence, everything looks rock, rock solid. Firmino in midfield, Fabinho in midfield, whoever is in Henderson. You could pick Mixon. A mix and match, whoever you want in there, they're still going to be just as strong. Then, mm. you know, this Liverpool are going to be just as strong, and they're going to. They Klopp's happy to rotate as he proved it last night. He's happy to do that. That's where we want to get to, Dan. We've been there before. We know what it's like when we've got that team, and then you could bring off a Perez and uh, and Freddie, and someone else could go. Will Todd could come on, and, you know, it's it's power, it's strength. It's power. Yeah. We're we're getting we're we're getting there. We're we're slowly building that foundation to get back to those heights. But you won't get there unless you get a striker who's going to be able to put the ball away. We're not going to get there. For all the nice approach play, Dan, we will not get there unless we have somebody, real somebody who can put the ball away, take a bit of pressure off Martinelli, take a little bit of pressure off Saka. So you got your main man. They have to account for him. And then Martinelli starts getting opportunities. Martinelli gets opportunities and Saka gets opportunities. Yeah, I think you're right, Casey. And of course, the first goal goes in. We're all pretty deflated. We're all pretty deflated in the ground. We're all a bit annoyed because we think we've been playing well. And of course, we missed that chance. And then the one goes in. And then when that second goal goes in, a lot of question marks over the defending for that one. What were your thoughts going into that goal? Because I thought maybe we could have done a little bit better. I think Firmino is a good player and I take nothing away from him. And obviously, Robertson's got that ball in. Saka tries to clear it, does gets a little bit unlucky with it, falls to Robertson nicely. But the defending perhaps could have been a bit better from maybe White and Gabriel and, and the guys, do you think? Yeah, well, you could say that, Dan. And you could say it should have been a bit better. But we done that. I think it was Martinelli done the same thing virtually in the first half. Mm. He's danced, he's, he's gone down the line, he's danced along the touchline, he's put a ball in and there's nobody in there. Dan, when Liverpool get in those positions, you see bodies are in there to stick it away. Yep. That's, that's the difference. They have that belief. I know it's coming in there. I know it's going to be there. We just, that belief of doing it and knowing it's going to be there, it makes a massive difference. It really does. And uh, we're just not quite at that level. We look at the defending. 
You can't stop the you, you can't stop all their players getting into position, Dan. That's the problem. And they're such a good side that they they, they pick people out and they pick Firmino out, made the run, picked him out, and it's 2 0. You know, sometimes you just gotta say it's good play. Could we have done better? Of course we could. First goal and second goal, you could. But you know what? Every goal, unless it's a 40-yarder, really, you, you could do better with. So, again, small margins. We're just not quite there yet, Dan. And you know what? We're seeing the emergence and it's frustrating for us. But I think, I think we're onto something, Dan. I'm telling you, I think we're, we just need to strengthen properly in the summer. So let me ask you this thing, Casey. What do you think Mikel Arteta will be thinking after last night? Because, you know, he'll be thinking that Liverpool are a great side. But in terms of our progress and what positives can be taken from it, what do you think Mikel will look at moving forward now? I, I think Mikel Arteta will look at... When we played Liverpool at Anfield, and now we've played them... Twice in the Carabao Cup, once at Anfield and once at the Emirates, and now this is the fourth game. Let me chart our trajectory. Let's see how we've, we played against them. We were a lot more offensive last night mm. than in any of those other games, really, Dan. Mm. And I think he's, he's starting to see the training, what the work that they're putting in on the training ground is coming to a four. The key is, Dan, and we've said it once and we say it again, cutting edge. You need a cutting edge at the top end of the pitch. If you can't, if you don't have a cutting edge as a team, you can play in front of teams all you like. The team who has less possession but has a cutting edge will beat you. And that's what happened. Liverpool had more of a cutting edge than we did. They ended up getting the goals. But they're used to playing that way. They're used to having that cutting edge. We have, haven't got that cutting edge. I tell you what, if we get a cutting edge, then you're going to see some, some teams scared of us, Dan. Scared. Yeah, and I'm starting to look at this side at the moment and see something that wasn't there towards the start of the season. Certainly, last season it wasn't there. I'm starting to see now that we have quite an attractive style of play. And the reason we have an attractive style of play, in my opinion now, is because we've changed things. Not just personnel, but we've changed the formation. We've changed the system. It looks as if Erdegaard has been brought into the game a lot more now. It looks as if Party's found his Thomas Party of the Atletico Madrid days. It looks as though Saka and then he can play without that fear. And we've certainly got a lot more discipline at the back in the last six months to, to 12 months, in my opinion. Certainly under Mikel Arteta, we have... Gabriel and Ben White looks like they can form a good partnership and that's only going to get stronger because of their age. When Tommy Yasu comes back, personally, I would like to see uh, to see that because I feel like, uh, although Cedric has done an OK job, I like to see Tommy Yasu in that mould. He, adds, he adds more steel, doesn't he? He adds more steel. Absolutely. Aerial threat, a little bit more strength, some attributes that I think are really key for Kieran Tierney's performances as well, which, let's be honest, of late have been a lot better because I think Cedric's tried to be a lot more disciplined instead of bombing forward down that right. Mm -hmm. What Kieran Tierney wants to do is what he did last night. And I must say, Casey, I thought Tierney and Martinelli down that left-hand side were extremely what dangerous excellent. at times. What excellent. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. And it's good to see because I just want to ask you about Kieran Tierney because I've made no 
you know, carves about it. He's my favourite player. I think he epitomises everything I want to see in an Arsenal shirt. I love the fact that he's getting the armband and it excites me because it means that he might be our captain next year if Lacazette and Chaka do leave. So I do feel like he's got a little bit of criticism, maybe rightly so this season because he's not been as good. But I sometimes feel it's a bit unfair, Casey, because he kind of gives us that high expectation and he was so good last season that perhaps he hasn't been as bad as what some people are saying. But I've certainly seen a different Kieran Tierney in the last couple of games. What's your thoughts on KT? Dan, I, I thought, look, Kieran Tierney, I thought he, he, started the, he started the season okay. And then obviously he picked up a niggle and Tavares came in. And Nuno was was playing so well, wasn't he? He was really pushing the envelope at left, left back. He was exciting. And I thought, Kieran Tierney was out of the team for a bit. He, I think he came back. He came back for the Everton away game, didn't he? He came back in, and um, obviously to, had to play himself back into into form. But honestly, I think having that settled side has made a massive difference. Playing be, mm. playing beside Gabriel all the time. Mm. Week in, week out. Makes a massive difference, Dan. Do you know what mm. I mean? It does make a massive difference. Having Martinelli there most of the time and, and, and understanding what he needs to do. He doesn't need to be that marauding left back all the time. He could feed him, feed him, and then when Martinelli moves in, then I could go. So he's mm. starting to pick his moments a lot more, which then gives him more energy to defend, which I thought he had a lot more energy there was times where he was people were trying to run him and they weren't getting past him yesterday. So I thought he he's his all-round game has improved because of the players and the level that has gone on around him. Yeah, no fair play. And what I like about Kieran Tierney is his mentality. I've always loved his mentality. I think he's a real true professional. And a little bit old school, Casey, reminds me of someone that maybe you would have done when the George Graham days. I think he would have fitted in quite well there because I think that he's on that level, you know. And George Graham would have absolutely loved somebody like Kieran Tierney, in my opinion. I don't know if you agree. He would have loved that kind of professionalism and Definitely. the hard work and the him. attitude. He's a Scott Ennis. He would have loved him. He's a, he's a just I was just going to say. Have loved him. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? He'd be giving him that armband straight away, wouldn't he? That's for sure. <laughs> but um, what, what I want to touch on before we go into uh, maybe what we need to try and catch up with Liverpool, and then we'll start, start talking a little bit about Aston Villa and the weekend. <laughs> I just want to talk a little bit about Aaron Ramsdale because his kicking was a little bit off against Watford. He's made a couple of mistakes and errors against Liverpool. What? A lot of fans are now starting to say is, I don't want him to go down the Wojciech Szczesny route of, oh my God, this guy's so good. He looks like he's our future keeper. Then get a little bit cocky, make a few errors and then never quite revive the career. Now, some would say it was the wrong decision getting rid of Wojciech Szczesny and that he should have stayed at Arsenal. Do you see similarities to that? Or do you think that Aaron Ramsdale is going to be absolutely fine and we're just going to see a little bit of a blip at times because he's a goalkeeper and he can make errors? I think he's, he's, he's a young goalkeeper. Uh, Dan, that's 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 the difference. He's a young goalkeeper, hasn't played for a club like Arsenal at at this level, and what the expectations are. And he's had a he's had a great season so far. Let's be honest, he's had a great season so far. But now is the learning time. Now is the time where he's got to be dependable. He's got to be sure. He's got to be smart, and he's got to be dependable. 
Mm-hmm. You give me all those things now until the end of the season, Dan, and we take it all day long, right? Because we don't need the mistakes. We need we need to be able to count on him as a goalkeeper. So, you know, first the first goal, he's probably kicking himself and he's probably upset because he knows I shouldn't get done up my, my near post by anybody. Beat me across me, fair enough, but not on my near stick. And him making a mistake and a couple of mistakes or, you know, in the last few weeks, he's had, he's had some indifferent uh, performances. All that's going to do is make people question you. But one thing football is, Dan, it's a prove-it game. You've got to prove that you're good enough. You've got to prove that you're good enough to do it week in, week out for the Arsenal. So I've got no worries about Ramsey. I think he's going to be fine. Um, but again... It's part of the learning. Remember, he had an unbelievable game at Liverpool earlier on in the season. We got done four. Yeah. Now yeah. we get, we, you know, we we, we lose two, True. and he's made a he's made a mistake. So it's it's the life of a footballer, a young footballer, learning on the job, and he's going to learn quick. He better. I I don't think we'll have an issue. I think he's been great. I'd really like him. I love his attitude, love his mentality, and I think he's going to be a great goalkeeper for Arsenal. So I have no doubts. Uh, apparently, Casey Everton have scored. It's one nil. It will be. It will be. By the way, can you Im- imagine? It will be scoring. And there's twelve the twelve minutes of in- in extra time, injury time, because of that 14. guy. Oh, 14, 14 sorry. Minutes. And we're in the twelfth. No, we're in the thirteenth minute. <laughs> Unbelievable, mate. Let's hope you well, do it, man. Let's and by the way, that, they're down Everton are down. Alan, 10 men. I see that. Yeah, Alan, Alan has been Alan, sent off. Alan got sent off. Yeah, got sent off. It was a was a was a wild tackle kind of on them. Oh set maximum. Yeah. Good result, though, mate. If this stays the same, Listen, unbelievable. If they, result. Could, if they could do this, and Newcastle are one of the form teams, you know, it's there's nothing like you know getting questioned and everything being against you, and then you having to just dog it out and get a result. Mm. You know, hopefully they could see it through, mate. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. You don't want a massive club like Everton getting anywhere near that relegation. So I'm not just saying that because you're on here. You know I like They're Everton as well. They're too close. They're too close. <laughs> I know. They are, mate. They're too close. They need to dig themselves out of it. Um, a team that needs to dig himself out of a defeat is obviously now Arsenal. Uh, we mm. go on to Villa at the weekend. This is going to be a tough game, Kev. What are your thoughts going into this one, mate? Yeah, look, I'll be honest with you. Is it a game we can lose? Of course, it is a game we can lose. But after the way we've performed lately, and we didn't perform terribly against Liverpool, I thought we'd give them a good game. It's just our cutting edge. We've got to get our cutting edge right. And I'm sure, listen, I'm really hoping our boys go into that game against Villa with the confidence, because we went toe-to-toe with Liverpool there. Yeah, we didn't get across the line. But do you know what? From now to the end of the season, we're going to go up against every team. That should be the mentality. Let's be aggressive with it. Let's impose our game on them, Dan. That's what I want to see. I don't want no sulking. I want to see us, what, is it Saturday early morning? We roll our Mm -hmm. sleeves up and we go Mm -hmm. again. Let's get them three Mm -hmm. points and give the Gooners a nice weekend so they can sit back and chill a little bit and watch some of the other games. We've done that before. We've done it at Leicester, the early game. Let's see yes. if we could do it at Villa. Because you know what? Villa are decent going forward. But you know what? I'm not having them at the back. I am not having them at the back. I think we could really get at them. So that's what I want. 
And you know what? It might be a good omen because I was there at Leicester and I'm going to the Villa game. So I'm hoping it's a good omen, mate. And we've picked those three points up. Who are the danger men, do you think, for Aston Villa? I know there's obvious choices like Coutinho, but um, do, you, do you see quite a few in this Aston Villa side? Because they're, they're no mugs, are they? No, they're not. And, and look, Coutinho was obviously was linked with Arsenal at, at a certain time, wasn't he? And yeah. um, obviously, Steven Gerrard took him there. Steven Gerrard knows him. He's a quality player. Could unlock a door and could score. You got Danny Ings and Watkins up top. They're not. They're too, not bad strikers. They're not bad strikers, mm. Dan. And if you if you neglect them, they'll hurt you. Mm. They will hurt you if you neglect them. Um, you know what? That young lad in midfield, who's Jacob come through Ramsey. the ranks, Jacob Ramsey. I think he's been a star. I do. He's been a star for them, and I think he will be sought after in a in a in a couple of seasons if he keeps playing the way he is because he's been. He's, I think he's been a revelation in that midfield for them, and you know they've got some good players. So again, they've got threats not only up top; they've got threats from midfield as well, and um, you know they're a decent side. They can score some goals. So again. Our defence, we're going to have to lean on our defence a little bit, Dan, if we're to get through this one. Uh, we are away from home, but I fancy us. The way we're playing, I I ain't scared of Villa. I want us to take them on, go there and beat them. And I think we can. Fair play. Um, listen, who would have thought that Jacob Ramsey would have a better season than Jack Grealish? <laughs> it's a madness, isn't it? This is sometimes what happens in football. He's had that place available to him. Now Jack Grealish is gone and he's taking it. I, I, I think I'm with you. I think this kid looks really good and uh, we'll have to watch him at the weekend. We really will. Um, let's go into this then because we've had Leicester, Liverpool and now Villa. Three games in short amount of time. We've only had one game a week, so we're not used to it, or this squad certainly is not used to it. Does Mikel Arteta rotate, make any changes, do you think, or is he just going to keep it with a similar team that we saw against Liverpool, mate? I, I think he keeps it the same um, because it's not as if we, we again, we didn't play well against, uh, I thought we played well against Liverpool. Again, it's that cutting edge. When you're up against teams that are not so strong, your, our game is really going to come to the fore. So, unless somebody's injured or carrying a knock or something like that, then you just go again. You know, Saka didn't have his greatest game, but again, because Robertson asked you so much questions down that side. And, you know, for, for their second goal, maybe it was a little bit of fatigue with Saka on the line where, you know, you could just usher it out or, or just, you know, whatever. But you don't be naive to that, do you know what I mean? Try and play it down the line, they break and then go into our box. So it's little things like that, Dan, that hurt you against the best sides because they try and capitalise on everything. Against Villa, what Villa will turn up, we don't know. One thing I do know, we will get chances against Villa's defence and to put a couple past Emmy Martinez, which I think will be, will be great for us. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd love to see Lacazette start in that same position. I thought he tired a little bit because it was a high-tempo game. Yeah, Really tough, really tough against um, a Liverpool side like that. But, Dan, 
I thought he, he does well. Hopefully, we could rest him up. You know, don't even train. Just go out there and warm down. And then get out on the pitch on, on Saturday and do the business. Yeah, no, fair play. And I, I, I'm with you and I am going optimistic going into this one because of the way that we've been playing. Certainly has provided me a lot of confidence in the last few weeks. And I think that we are now at the races, so to speak. And I want to see... I don't know about you, Casey, but I want to see a little bit something different from the subs bench in times. And what I mean by that is I'm absolutely fine with Pepe coming on. And if he wants to bring Eddie on, that's fine. But I want to see something different with Smith Rowe. And the reason I'm saying Smith Rowe is because I think he's the only player out of our bench that can do this. When there is an opportunity, perhaps, and there's not always going to happen, that we might need a little bit something more. I would like to see if this would actually work. And I would like to get your opinion on it. Granite Chaka comes off, Smith Rowe comes on, and we do what Man City do. And we let Party do the Rodri role, and we let Smith Rowe and Erdegaard do what Bernardo Silva and Kevin De Bruyne have done. Have we, are, is that risky? Have we got the balls to do it? Do you think it's wise? Or is that going to then bite us in the backside, potentially? No, we, 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 could, we could do that, because really, what you're doing is, you're going 4-1, four, four, for yep. one, that's what you're playing, and there are times where we could do that. I, I just, I just don't think because we haven't really played like that a lot of times. Smith Rowe getting into getting into the rhythm of the game, Erdegaard getting into the rhythm of the game. That, that's all I think about. I think about rhythm, and. Understanding understanding passing lanes because therefore Lacazette would have to be right at the top on the shoulder because you've got four in midfield, whereas Lacazette tends to come deeper. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I mean? So him coming yeah. deeper, that's all clogged up in there. Yeah. And that's why you keep the wide men because Lacazette comes back and you, you stretch the defense so there's passing lanes for for our wide men to do that. But if there's one up top and then there's four in midfield, then it may be a little bit different. But do you know what? If you're in the lead, I think you could you can play that way, Dan. Because not only do you keep the ball, but what are their fullbacks going to do? Because you're outnumbering them in midfield. So if they're going to push the fullbacks in to try and shut you, then obviously you're going to need people doing getting down in the channels, down the side of the box. And Lacazette can do that. He's not, he's not going to outpace anybody, but that's showing down the sides he can do. So it, it might be a permutation and a formation that we can play at some stage moving forward, Dan. Yeah, I'd like to see it. I would, because I think Smith Rowe needs to get in this team. And it's hard and it's great. Don't get me wrong. I love the competition. But I think if we're going to see Smith Rowe, it might be that we can incorporate Smith Rowe as well as Saka and Martinelli and Erdegaard. And I think that would be absolutely beautiful to at least see and see how we get on with that. Kev, I'm going to ask you for a prediction for Aston Villa and Arsenal, mate. Um, what do you think the score is going to be? I think it's going to be 2-1 to Arsenal. Um, I think Villa do carry a threat. We are going to have to lean on our defence at times. But like I said, I, I fancy us going forward. I fancy us to hurt them. I think we've got the weapons to hurt them. And we're playing well enough to hurt them. And if we play like we did, we play like we did against Liverpool, we beat them. 
There you go, Dan. We play like that, we'll beat them. Because we were strong, but they are just a little bit too advanced for us at the moment. That's all. Which is no, no hardship, but I think we'll beat them. We're, I think we're going to win 2-1. I like it. And what we saw last night, that again, please, and we'll be all right, um, says Kevin Campbell. So we'll see how we go. I'm going to go with a 2 0 Arsenal. Um, I don't think we're going to concede. I've just got a feeling we're going to bounce back. And I think this is the key for me, KC, because at the start of the season, we had a dreadful start. Then we went on a nice little run. Then we hit Liverpool at Anfield and we lost. And we were like, and it was a proper battering. And we thought, oh, yeah. dear. Let's go to Old Trafford. We lost that one. Let's go to Goodison Park. We lost that one. I do not want to see that happening at Villa or Palace. I don't want to be going to these places and continuing this loss and bad form. So this will show that we are, we're not doing this. We're trying to be consistent. So for me, it's massively key, Villa and Palace, because it's the start of our kind of run of games that's going to have to start again. And we're going to need to go on another run and another another convincing run. But I'm impressed with the performances. I think the way that we're showing some progress in this team is enough to take three points. And I'm going to go for 2-0 to the Arsenal. So let's see how we get on. Before we do wrap up, I just want to get um, one, a couple of these questions in. Um, this one's for UKC. Uh, GB says, would you take Fabinho, Van Dijk or Trent? Yes, at Arsenal. Oh, if you could have just one. Sorry. There we go. That makes sense. What one are you going for out of those three? Uh, you know, look, I think Trent's quality, but we don't need him. Um, I'll have to I'll have to go with Van Dyke, right? But but I think Fabinho, beside party in midfield, changes our team. I think our team changes completely with that know-how. Partey then could be going box to box. I think our, our team would change. You'll have real protection for your two centre halves, real protection. You'll have legs. You'll have a nastiness in there. You know what? I'm going to go for Fabinho, Dan. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. And that's quality, but Fabinho. We go for Fabinho. Listen, all three of them are quality, aren't they? But look, I, I, I would say. Our Trent Alexander-Arnold, Van Dijk and Fabinho, what we need right now, and listen, we need all three of them, don't get me wrong, but what we need right now, in my opinion, is a Fabinho. And I think that Thomas Partey and Fabinho, for me, would, would be, oh, wow, it would be a Gilberto Silva and Vieira pair, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know? exactly. It would be. You know, so that's why exactly. I would agree with good you there. Question. And this, and good question. It is a very good question. I like all three players. I think Trent's fantastic and Van Dyke is sensational, but I would go with Fabinho. This one's from Martin. Thanks for your kind donation, Martin. He says, everybody, including me, wants to make the top four. But honestly, what do we want to do in the Champions League next year? We'll get beaten by better teams. So surely it's better to finish fifth or sixth, continue building and get into the Champions League in 2024. What do you say to that, Casey? Martin, what I will say is you get in as soon as you can. You do not wait. Who knows what's going to be happening in 2024? All the others have strengthened. What we need to do is get these youngsters Achieving a little bit of success by getting into the Champions League, getting the you know that the Champions League player, the draw and all that, the excitement at the Emirates midweek games, getting used to that being that type of players. We're back to being that type of club. And yeah, do you know what, Martin? We might not win it. Of course, we might not. We haven't won it before. But what we've got to do, we've got to build a team that can win it. 
We've got to build a team that can compete in it. And that's what we haven't been doing over the years because we haven't been in it. I don't want it in 2024. I want it now. I want it this season, Martin. And even if we're just in the group stage, right? And then we go out and then we get into the Europa. I, I don't mind. Because it's experience for these youngsters, the players. Do I want to go all the way? Of course I do. Will we? Probably not. But the more experience these youngsters gain, is the be- it keeps us in good stead. Really does. KC, I'm with you 100%. This top four is open and I want it now. Not in two years, not in five years. I've been patient enough, I think. Let's get it now. The door's open. It's wide open. We're the best team out of all the contenders, in my opinion. We're certainly playing the best. We look like we've got 100%. a little bit of... Yeah, we look like we've got a little bit of fluidity. There's definitely progress there. So let's take it, the ball by the horn, so to speak. KC, this has been a pleasure as always, mate. Thank you so much for coming on, man. No, always a pleasure talking to you, Dan. And uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Hit the like button, as always. And uh, wish you were here, Lee Judges. <laughs> well, I tell you what, on that note, wish you were here, Lee Judges. You're going to find out right after this video, Lee's prediction. So check out the video that comes right after this, which is basically Lee's take on the Aston Villa match. Stay tuned straight away on our channel as Lee's doing a special preview which will be straight after the live stream ends. Thank you all so much for watching. I hope you're all well. I hope you're enjoying the football. I hope that you're not too disappointed after last night's uh, result. Let's go on to the weekend and try to pick up another three points against Aston Villa. We'll see you next time. Stay tuned. Lead Judges preview coming on right after this. Until then, up the Arsenal and take care. 